You are listening to the Awake Athlete Podcast. I'm Jess Kamkowski, endurance athlete and mindset coach, here to share with you perspectives and contemplations from a 10,000-foot view of life. All right, you guys, today we're going to talk a little bit about meditation. So why do we meditate? We meditate to make the mind one-pointed. And just contemplate that for a second, how that would benefit your training, your racing, um, your healing from little niggles or injuries in the body. Like how would your life shift? How would your relationship to your sport shift if you were able to make your mind one-pointed? And really, I think where we get into trouble is the introduction of doubt and the entertainment um, of skepticism. We entertain skepticism. And that's really where what we dream of, what we're going after, that's where it starts to get scattered and tattered. So we want to be able to stay one-pointed in our focus. So physiologically, you guys, have at it. Go to the Googles and do a little search on how mindfulness and meditation (laughs) can affect you positively as an athlete. I'm not getting into all of that. There are thousands of peer-reviewed published studies. Um, You know it. I know it. There's no downside to this stuff. You just got to do it. And, you know, meditation, it puts us into stillness. It puts us athletes into physical stillness, which is the opposite of what we are normally doing as athletes to pursue our goals. Stillness is, for most athletes, not what they think of when they think of training themselves for their goal. So interesting. It, But what it does, that stillness, it allows us to see what's brewing under the surface. So you can sit in meditation and just have an absolute tornado of thoughts and get frustrated and judge it and say, see, this is just like the last time I tried it. It doesn't work for me. So you can definitely take that route. That is your choice. The other choice is just to see every meditation as like like any other test that we would do for our fitness, right? Like a bike test or uh, a track test, that it's just a reference point. It's just a data point. It's just here's what the mind is doing today, in this moment, in this breath, in this physical pose of stillness. And some days it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle. If you want this path of living awake, there's absolutely no question that you will be stepping into your most badass loving self as an athlete and a human, but you must stand up and fight. You must stand up and fight the battle of the mind. Meditation, in my experience, is the single most effective tool to train the mind. Yes, for training. Yes, for racing. Yes, for my relationship to my sport. And yes, as a human, it will infiltrate in the best way possible every facet of your life, every relationship in your life, every experience that comes your way. And the coolest thing about it all is that nothing outside of you needs to change. No person, no thing, no global pandemic. Nothing needs to go away because the practice and the consistency that you have put in to train your mind 
makes you unshakable. It's I are you drooling? Because that makes me drool. So if you're drooling, keep listening. Rock on, okay? Because let me to give you some stats here. One out of a thousand. That's what my teacher told me. One out of thousands is what I read in the Bhagavad Gita. One out of thousands will actually reach the high states of consciousness. So when my teacher told me that, we were in session together in person back in Newport, Rhode Island, and I was just like, okay. Like, okay, well, what's next? Like, there was no doubt in my mind that I was the one in a thousand. So if you're, if that's you, rock on, keep listening. If that's not you, if you're like, oh, well, one out of a thousand, then I would say that that's a beautiful reference point to see, perhaps get curious about the truth of if you are really a process-oriented athlete or a results-oriented athlete. Because the results-oriented way of living is going to be a path of suffering, a lot of repeat suffering, a lot of repeat cycles. Okay, so when to meditate. Wake, pee, meditate. That is the recipe that works best. This is what I found. In the beginning, when I first started, I was not trustworthy. I could not push my meditation later. And I was really honest with myself about that after several times of saying, oh, I'll do it later, and then I never did it. So the wake, pee, meditate, it was, it's like the Mel Robbins 54321, just get up, the alarm goes off, the first mantra is be up, second is you're right, like the wake, the be up. Second is pee. And third is meditate. That's all you have to do. So I've heard a, I've heard lots of things that people are doing before they meditate. And you really want to get up and let it be the first thing. Then it's done. Then it's done. And you've meditated and you've started your day from presence. You've started your day in a state of being, no matter how messy it is, a state of being where your nervous system is more balanced, your cortisol levels are lower, your heart rate is lower, you've put yourself into a parasympathetic state of healing, uh, down-regulating inflammation, you are walking into your day from calm. And when we are calm, we are invincible. The early morning hours between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. are considered to be a really sacred time to meditate our surroundings are quiet, the distractions are silenced, and momentum of the day has not begun to stir up yet. This is really important because once that energy starts to swirl in our field, it's harder to get still. The mind and the body are not yet activated. And this is why it's always, it blows me away when I hear people, they had their coffee, they read the newspaper, or they do their work emails before they meditate. And all that does is set you up for a really busy mind in meditation. So you want to get to your stillness before that mind goes out the door for recess, okay? You want to train it first thing. When the mind and body are not yet activated, it just, it leads to a quieter mind. It leads to an opportunity for deeper meditation. And if your body feels stiff or uncomfortable in the morning, do some cat cows, do some down dogs. Um, 
asanas of yoga, you guys, like cat cows, down dog, little stretching, little this and that, they're, they're set up to prepare the body for stillness. So definitely spend a few minutes doing that. You'll feel so much better. If you're already wake peeing and meditating, then I challenge you to up your game and add in a second meditation. And I think the second meditation for me is always really easy because it's a no pressure meditation. So that means it can be five minutes, it can be guided, it can be 20 minutes, it can be 30 minutes, it can be mantra, it can be silence, it can be sitting up, it can be laying down. And it's, I've noticed that I'm sleeping through the night, which is so awesome, especially now that I have stairs in this loft that we're living in and the bathroom is on the second level below the loft. So that's navigating stairs in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. Um, Also... It might be a nice way if you've got a stressful job or let's say you're just in a job that is not really filling your heart or maybe it is filling your heart. Meditating right after work is a really great way to transition wisely into your evening. I hope that's helpful. Wake, pee, meditate. Really, really simple. Keep it simple, you guys. Keep it consistent a little bit every day over a long period of time. 